to the Prophecy Club. I'm going to start with a question today. Does Bible prophecy say that a time is going to come when unbelievers will kill believers? Let me ask that question again. Does Bible prophecy tell of a time when unbelievers will kill believers? First of all, let me play a clip from Fox News, and then we're going to discuss it today. Universal is releasing a new film. It's called The Hunt. The movie's heroes are several so-called deplorables from red states who have to fight back after several rich liberals kidnap them and try to murder them for sport. Essentially, it's elites who decide they're going to hunt deplorables because they've seen their tweets identifying themselves as pro-life, anti-abortion. This so-called satire actually wants to take it to the next level and make it actually take the cold civil war and make it a hot civil war. So let's continue with the question. Does Bible prophecy say that a time will come when unbelievers will kill believers in Jesus Christ? Let's go to the scriptures. And I'm going to show you several scriptures in this broadcast. Revelation 13, 15. And he. Now, who's the he? Here it's talking about the false prophet. And he had power to give life unto the image of the beast. What's the image of the beast? I believe that it will be a clone probably some kind of a half-man, half-fallen angel, probably linked into the 5G computer system. The image of the beast, that the image of the beast should both speak and cause. That means that he issues orders. So this is a man-made something, probably part flesh, part computer. I mean, if you look at the movies, that's what they're talking about. And cause that as many as would not worship, listen carefully, and cause as many as would not worship the image of the beast should be killed. Okay, so what's that saying? It's saying, in the very loosest of terms, it's saying that some leader, in this case a religious leader, will cause the world, that's man-made something, that this something, it calls it the image, this something, this clone, this whatever you want to call it, this something is going to issue orders that everybody that will not worship this image of the beast has to be killed. Okay, well, that gives us a pretty good hint to our question. So will the time come when unbelievers will kill believers? Verse 16, and he causeth all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond, that's just about everybody, to receive a mark in their right hand or in their foreheads, and that no man might buy or sell, save he had the mark, or the name of the beast, that's the second thing, or the number of his name. Here is wisdom, let him that hath understanding count the number of the beast, for it is the number of a man, that's the beast. Okay, so it's a man. I know a lot of people think, well, you know, maybe it's some kind of a computer, or <laughs> you wouldn't believe some things I've heard. Number of a man, it is a beast. It is a physical, flesh and blood, blood pumping, heart beating man. And his number is 603 score and six. Headline, Trump supporters must be eradicated from society. This comes to us from bigleaguepolitics.com. Headline, Dayton shooters chilling notebook scrawls reveals he fantasized of hunting for humans, according to Daily Mail Online. Headline, this comes to us from HalTurnerRadioShow.com. We're going to spend some time on this one. Headline, violent movie ads. Blue state elitists hunt red state deplorables 
for sport. Now, let me put that the other way around. What it's saying is unbelievers hunt believers. I'll read it again. Blue state elitists hunt red state deplorables for sport. That's the headline. He goes on to say violent ads for a movie about blue state elitists hunting red state Trump supporters for sport have been pulled in the aftermath of mass shootings. Studio executives say that they fear the tragedies will eclipse the ultra-dark and violent satire. While many worry about the ads for this movie causing more mass shootings, perhaps we should be all worried about those who created this movie and the thin and violent line we're walking on as a society. Quote, We pay for everything, so this country belongs to us. Unquote. One of the hunters says in a movie trailer, which is available on YouTube. The hunters reportedly pick their, quote, prey based upon social justice sins like using racist language on social media. Unconfirmed reports say it depicts a handful of, quote, deplorables, unquote, who gradually realize that they've been kidnapped and deposited into a high-end private hunting experience for wealthy liberals. Okay, before we go on, let's go back to my question. Does the Bible say that a time will come when unbelievers will hunt down and kill believers? I've already given you a big hint here. Let's go on here. While one filmmaker questioned whether the hunt was not the most craven, irresponsible, dangerous exploitation in the wake of the recent tragedies, a universal executive doubled down on the film's value as biting social commentary, explaining it is, quote, meant to show what a stupid, crazy world we live in, unquote. The hunt was scheduled for release on September 27th, but now, according to some things I've heard, it has been delayed. One wonders what type of outcry would arise if a reverse-themed movie was to be released, perhaps one depicting red states, which already surround blue states, cutting off food, fuel, water, electricity, and starving the leftists to death in mass. For instance, if the Colonial Pipeline, which carries gasoline, diesel fuel, natural gas from Houston to New Jersey, was suddenly shut off in a southern state, the New York City region has only about 45 days of reserve fuel available. It goes on to say, without food, water, or electric, the urban areas of the northeastern U.S. would implode in a week. The lazy, ignorant, jealous, covetous... (laughs) Sounds like he didn't like liberals. Liberals infesting those places do not grow their own food and certainly don't store up, and they don't have any emergency supplies. They have severe gun laws, meaning most of them are disarmed and cannot fight back. A movie depicting these realities with the plot of a civil war might be a hit. Again, that's not me saying that, brothers and sisters. That's HalTurnerRadioShow.com. However, I looked up on InternetDatabase.com. I am, excuse me, it's InternetMovieDatabase.com. I found some shocking movies that are depicting exactly our question today, and that is, does the Bible say that the time is going to come when unbelievers will hunt down believers? So I actually looked up the synopsis of the movie called The Hunt. 
This is what the movie is about. Twelve strangers wake up in a clearing. They don't know where they are or how they got there. They don't know they've been chosen for a very specific purpose, the hunt. In the shadow of a dark internet conspiracy theory, a group of globalist elites gathers for the very first time in a remote manor house to hunt humans for sport. Let me say it again. To hunt humans for sport. But the elite's master plan is about to be derailed because of one of the hunted knows the hunter's game better than they do. She turns the tables on the hunters, picking them off one by one as she makes her way towards the mysterious woman at the center of it all. Now, we know that the devil is the most subtle beast of the field. He almost never comes to our front door. He never speaks to us directly. What he does is puts subliminal suggestions in us. Hey, why don't you take a puff? Why don't you take a drink? Why don't you touch? Why don't you, why don't you, why don't you, until... So many of those are actually acted out upon, and those are sins. So let's look at some other movies. Is this Hunt? Is this the only movie that depicts unbelievers killing believers? The Purge came out in 2013. The synopsis of the movie is a wealthy family is held hostage for harboring the target of a murderous syndicate during, quote, The Purge which is a 12-hour period in which any and all crime is legal. Obviously, the subliminal message put out here, in my opinion, is we're going to give you permission to kill people. Then in 2014, because The Purge was so successful, they came out with another movie called The Purge, The Anarchy. The synopsis is three groups of people intertwine and are left stranded in the streets on Purge Night trying to survive the chaos and violence that occurs. Once again, the subliminal message is, wouldn't you like to kill somebody just for the fun of killing them? Then, that was so successful, so now they've had two successful Purge movies. So in 2016, they come out with another Purge movie. This one's called The Purge Election Year. Synopsis, former police sergeant Barnes, becomes head of security for Senator Charlie Rowan, a presidential candidate targeted for death on Purge Night, due to her vow to eliminate the Purge. So the subliminal suggestion is, wouldn't you like to kill people that want to stop you from killing your fellow brothers and sisters, other humans? Well, that one was so successful, I can't believe this. But in 2018, they came out with another one, and this is called, guess what, 28, or excuse me, The Purge 2018. Set in an altered United States, several unrelated people discover how far they will go to survive a night where all crime is legal for 12 hours. America's third political party, the new founding fathers of America, comes to power and conducts an experiment. No laws for 12 hours on Staten Island. No one has to stay on the island, but... $5,000 is given to anyone who does. Subliminal message? Wouldn't you like to kill your brothers and sisters? Wouldn't you like to kill other humans? Well, I'd like to say that was the end of it, but no, they came out with another one. This one is called The Purge Survival. Now, this one is not yet released, but the synopsis reportedly is Blake Simmons and her fiancé, Colin Ford, 
are invited to the home of Blake's mother, Laurel, to wait out the night of the purge. However, it's a trap. It was constructed to kill Blake and to collect her life insurance the next day. I recall years ago seeing a movie called Surviving the Game. It was in 1994, and the movie is about a homeless man that was hired to be a survival guide, flown out to the wilderness by a group of wealthy businessmen on a hunting trip in the mountains. But when they arrived, the survival guide is discovered that he is the sport, and the killers actually hunt him for sport. This homeless man, which just happens to be black, and the wealthy businessman hunting him just happened to be white, all of a sudden, the black man is the hunting prey, and the wealthy white businessmen are trying to kill him. Boy, is there a lot of subliminal messages in that one. Let's go on. Then, of course, most everyone remembers the Hunger Games. There was not one, but several of them. Started in 2012, the synopsis is Katniss Everdeen voluntarily takes her younger sister's place in the Hunger Games, a televised competition in which two teenagers from each of the 12 districts are chosen at random to fight to the death. In other words, humans killing humans for sport. Okay, so now let's get to the question of the day. So does the Bible say a time is going to come in the future when unbelievers actually hunt down and kill believers? Revelation thirteen eleven is where we're going to go for this one. And no, these are not the same verses. <laughs> we'll cover the same verses again, but no, they're not the same ones. And I beheld another beast coming up out of the earth. This is the false prophet. And he had two horns like a lamb, and he spake as a dragon, meaning some future false prophet, which I believe will be the false prophet coming from the Catholic Church. And he spake as a dragon. And by the way, I'm not against Catholics. A lot of Catholics will give their life for Jesus. But unfortunately, the Catholic Church is going to be hijacked by these people, this guy. And he exercises all the power of the first beast, that's the Antichrist before him, and causeth, here it is, the earth and them that dwell therein to worship the first beast whose deadly wound was healed. So you got that? So the false prophet, probably a future pope, might even be this pope, will stand up and say, look at this guy over here, the Antichrist. They're not going to call him Antichrist. He's going to be, I don't know what he'd be called, but it'll be a wonderful name. Uh, most handsome man, most intelligent, best speaker, the best of the best of the best, best, best we've ever seen. And he's going to say, everybody got to worship him. Verse 13 says, and he doeth wonders. So this is the false prophet doing wonders. So that he maketh fire come down from Ur on heaven on the earth in the sight of men, and deceiveth them that dwell on the earth by the means of those miracles which he had power to do in the sight of the first beast, saying that they that dwell upon the earth should make an image to the beast which had the wound by a sword and did live. Now, I read this part before, but now it'll come to life a little bit more. And he had power to give life unto the image of the beast, so that's your clone again. The image of the beast should both speak and cause as many as would not worship the beast should be killed. So here we have a case to where the unbelievers are ordered to kill the believers. Oh, Stan, you're just reading something into that. Do you have any further confirmation from any place else? Well, actually, unfortunately, I do. 
David Phillips has worked for Prophecy Club, I don't know, getting pretty close to eight years now. And many of you know him. He was at the uh, Sevenfold Miracle Conference. Good guy. I've had him on the radio many times. Well, he told me recently of a vision that he had as a young man. It was just getting started in the world of Christianity. This is some 20 some odd years ago. It's called The Call to Kill Christians as Unbelievers. He says, please understand that I'm sharing this from the best of my memory, as I was a relatively new believer in Christ at the time and had never experienced anything like this before. This was an open vision while I was awake. He says, I was in church, a Catholic church at the time. During the service, they called everybody to stand. When I stood up, a vision began. In the vision, I saw what looked to be like a movie screen directly in front of me. Then, from the left to the right, sides of the screen expanded at the same time to what looked like forever. Also, the top and the bottom of the movie screen expanded to what looked like forever. I was no longer thinking about the church service. All I saw was thinking about this vision in front of me as it played. The vision that I saw was of some future pope. The pope that I saw was standing in front of great masses of people in Italy at the Vatican. He was so high that he could speak to the people directly. There was great excitement in the crowd because this pope, because of the papacy, had finally returned to Italy. He looked younger than past popes, not frail. He was maybe in his 30s or 40s, dark hair, dark facial hair. Key point. What greatly troubled me were the words he was shouting. His words were not of love and kindness as with past popes I had seen. He was threatening and attacking the Protestants, shouting that the true church must rise up and unite against the Protestants. He was shouting that the Protestants are not true believers, but rather unbelievers. The crowd was shouting with rage and hatred in support of him and his words. He said the penalty for them must be death. The people were in complete agreement with this. They had been called to action, and the entire world would now rise up in power to kill Protestants in all nations. The words he spoke were so frightening, I cannot explain how mere words could be so powerful in developing a reaction in people. It was unlike anything I had ever seen before. Somehow I knew in my heart that he was talking about killing us, the true believers, who are far fewer in number. I knew that what he was saying was the opposite of the truth, but the people believed him. I thought, but we are the true believers. Life on earth had changed forever. I thought, we will now be hunted and killed for our faith all around the world. I'm not ready for this. All of a sudden, the screens came in and the vision ended. I was standing back in church, sweating from the vision. Now let's go to Jeremiah sixteen sixteen. I said, is the Bible going to say that there's going to come a time when unbelievers will kill the believers? Jeremiah sixteen sixteen says, Behold, I will send for many fishers, saith the Lord, and they shall fish them. And after will I send for many hunters, and they shall hunt them from every mountain and from every hill and out of the holes of the rocks. Now, let's go to the final set of scriptures I want to point out. 
Daniel 7.21 says, I beheld, and the same horn, that's the Antichrist, made war with the saints and prevailed against them. Now, if you caught those words, I'm about to read those same words, but these words are not going to come from Daniel. Almost exactly the same words come from Revelation. I haven't looked up the difference between Daniel and Revelation, but I think it's over 2,000 years of difference. At least it's a long time. I think it's in the ballpark of like 2,500 years difference. So here we have Daniel saying the same thing that John and Revelator said. So here we go, Revelation 13, 7. And it was given unto him to make war with the saints and to overcome them. Let me read that again. And it was given unto him to make war with the saints and to overcome them. And power was given him over all kindreds, tongues, and nations. Let's talk about the Antichrist. And all that dwell upon the earth shall worship him, whose names are not written in the book of life of the Lamb slain from the foundation of the world. I'll read that again. It was given him to make war with the saints and to overcome them. Now, I believe that war, it's, yes, it's a war of bullets, but it's mostly a war, of, a war of words, okay? War for the soul. War with the saints and to overcome them. Powers given him over all kindreds, tongues, and nations. That means globally, everybody. And all that dwell upon the earth shall worship him, whose names are not written in the book of life of the Lamb slain from the foundation of the world. That means that if your name is in the book of life, if you've asked Jesus to be your Lord and Savior, then you won't worship him. But if you do worship him, that means you lose your salvation. So don't do it. Now, I'm going to read the scariest verse in Revelation. I don't like it. I didn't write it. I'm just reporting it. I'm just explaining to you what this verse is. And it is not nice. And I'll tell you in advance what it's saying. It's telling us Christians, I don't even like saying it. I don't like it. But I have to report it. So I will tell you. Here's exactly what it's about to say. It's about to say, Christians, don't fight against the New World Order Army trying to kill you. Christians, don't fight against the beast trying to kill you. Christians, don't fight against the unbelievers trying to kill you. I'll read it, and you'll see that's exactly what it says. Here we go, Revelation 13.10. And he that leadeth into captivity shall go into captivity. He that killeth with the sword must be killed with the sword. Here is the patience and faith of the saints. Now, let, let me give you a little understanding of what that's saying. See, it says, he that leadeth into captivity, that means someone that reports people to the new world order, that turns people over to the beast, that turns people into the mark-bearing people, and they're, they're saying, hey, this person, he hadn't received the mark, or she hadn't received the mark. In other words, he that leadeth into captivity shall go into captivity. He that killeth with the sword must be killed with the sword. That means that if you shoot somebody to save your life or to save the life of someone else, it's saying in these times you shall be killed. That's God basically saying, don't report them, don't turn them over, but don't kill them either. Now, are you sure that's what it's saying, Stan? Listen to the next words. Here is the patience and faith of the saints. Now, a modern Christian would not get the meaning on those words until they understand what the word patience means. One of the things I learned to memorize the book of Revelation, what patience means. 
See, patience today means hold your tongue. Uh, Don't get angry. Give it some time. But in Revelation, that's not the meaning for patience. Patience in Revelation means don't quit Jesus. Don't give up on Jesus. Don't walk away from the faith. Don't backslide. It means have patience, stick with Jesus, even though you may be getting persecuted, even though you may be getting burned to the stake or very bad things happening to you. So when he says, here is the patience and faith of the saints, he's saying, Christians, do not turn people into the new world order or you'll be turned into the new world order. Christians, do not shoot people coming after you, trying to kill you, because if you kill others during this time, you will be killed. And he's saying, saints, back down. He's saying, saints, stand down. Stand down, saints. In other words, this is my plan. This is my plan to bless you. And instead of fighting and resisting, allow them to do to you what they want to do, just like Jesus did to them that wanted to arrest him, beat him, pull his beard out, spit on him, nail him to the cross, and then laugh at him and make fun of him. He didn't even open his mouth. He allowed it to be done. That's what he's about. Look, I don't like it. Okay, I mean, the flesh part of me, you know, I'm a Texan. I want to I want to fight, you know. Uh, you know, you, like like the bumper sticker says, you'll get my gun when you pry it out of my whole cold, dead hand. I I understand. That's my attitude, too. That's the way I feel, too. But that's not the plans of Jesus. In other words, and it makes me want to cry, brothers and sisters. It makes me want to cry. It just makes me want to buckle over and fall on my face because I don't like it. But that's the plan of Jesus, and you need to understand Revelation 13.10. Go read it for yourself. That won't change the meaning one bit. He's saying, this is my plan to bless you, Christians. This is my plan to turn you into overcomers. See, they overcome by the blood of the Lamb, by the word of their testimony, and they love not their lives unto the death. It does not necessarily mean you have to die to be an overcomer, but it does mean that you have to live In the time of the beast, you have to see the beast, you have to hear the beast, but you must not partake in the beast, and you must be willing to give your life rather than take the mark. It's our opportunity to be blessed. The summer blowout is now in effect. This amazing offer is only offered for a brief time each summer. Right now, you can get 50 DVDs for a gift of $250, that's 5 bucks each, 25 for $160, $640 each, 15 for $120, $8 each, 10 for $100, $10 each, 6 for $70, $1160 each, 4 for $50, $1250 each, or 2 for $30, obviously $15 each. A single DVD is a gift of $30. See the selection of over 230 DVDs at prophecyclub.com bookstore. Or download our catalog. Note your selections, but you have to call our office, 785-266-1112, to place your order. You have to call 785-266-1112. And this is probably going to be the last summer we make this offer. Prophecyclub.com, 785-266-1112. Prophecyclub.com, 785-266-1112. 785 
266-1112. In 2017, I memorized the book of Revelation just as a simple project. God showed me a secret door, which is based upon a single word found in Revelation and Leviticus, linking the feasts to the prophecies. When linked, a person enters into an understanding of Bible prophecy not previously known. Even though I've been in the world of Bible prophecy for 40 years, frankly, I did not know anything of what is in this book. One prophetic word described it this way. There is a lock that I have put over a word in the book of Revelation that I'm going to open to you. It will turn so many books written on the end time message into obsolete books. That's this book. Two amazing prophecy charts on the back flap, 12 inches by 9 inches. Imagine a book on prophecy that brings a fresh, new, accurate perspective. I don't want you to get one book for $20. I want you to get five books for $30 or 10 for 55 It's called The Secret Door to Understand Bible Prophecy. Available at prophecyclub.com. The Secret Door to Understand Bible Prophecy. One for 20 No, no, no. Don't do that. You want to get five for 30 or the best deal, 10 for 55 Prophecyclub.com. Help us take the warning to America. Engage in the battle to win lost souls to Christ by supporting this ministry today.